just like a thing like why practice something if it's already working for me you know mm-hmm. but like what people don't know is that this really enhances the experience it really strengthens your orgasm makes it so much stronger and for men who suffer from premature ejaculation or they can't last very long edging is your best ticket welcome to honey do me a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers. So we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal, that we are worthy of love and pleasure, and that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? Penises are flaccid sometimes. Penises <laughs> are flaccid sometimes. That can take anything away from today. Is that penises are flaccid sometimes? That's the one thing I'm heading into this week with. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> You're heading in with a flaccid penis. <laughs> oh, I got a That's... flaccid penis in one end and a cocktail in the other. <laughs> and boy, am I a happy gal. Lovely. So on that note, how are you? Welcome to Honey Do Me. Welcome to Honey Do Me. I'm thriving, clearly. Clearly. Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, but it's weird being far away from you. I'm on quarantine at the moment. Emma's a corn queen. This corn week. queen. That sounds Not like to be corn. confused with corn queen. <laughs> corn on the cob queen. <laughs> I am corn queen. Yes. Um, yeah, I've been quarantined for the last like five days, so yeah dope sauce so it's weird being so distant but we're recording virtually yeah don't worry guys we're here the connection's still there i know you're concerned i have an update though okay lay it on me with you um so i have been using our kegel machine the yarlap that Mm -hmm. we were gifted from mary ellen love it pretty consistently because i want i like enjoy the feeling of kegels now Mm -hmm. with that machine pretty consistently Um, because i want like a tight pussy i want like a tight pussy (laughs) that has nothing to do with it i know i was just kidding I was joking. It was a joke. Um, Anyway, so after I use the machine, I have found myself to be like aroused because it's a pulsing thing inside of me. It's arousing for sure. Anyway, so I'll masturbate like after I do my kegels Mm -hmm. and my orgasms are definitely changing. (gasps) Oh my God. Use descriptive words. How? Okay. If I use my internal vibrator Mm -hmm. now... I can feel like my floor gripping the vibrator stronger. And it's like those pulses that she talks about when you have orgasms, they're like, they're just more intense. Like I can feel my body like sucking up, like how a kegel happens. And it's just deeper now. Like I wouldn't say they're like a hundred percent different, but I can feel Mm -hmm. the changes starting from like strengthening that pelvic floor. That muscle memory, baby. I know. So it really does feel like it's getting deeper and kind of stronger, which is fun to feel. That's amazing. I don't want a tight pussy. I want a strong pussy. I want a strong pussy. (laughs) Let's reframe. Let's reframe. (laughs) Let's reframe here. Strong pussies only. That's amazing. I love that. Honestly, I have been slacking 
on my kegels. Um, but I need to get back into that. If you want to get back into it with us, remember that we have a discount code on the Yarlap. It's Doomy, and that gets you $35 off. Mm-hmm. It's worth it, man. Yeah. Emma's really <laughs> selling <always>. it. <laughs> it's just, it's really fun. I've been doing a lot of work from my bedroom, obviously, because I've been quarantined. <laughs> from your bed. <laughs> from my bed. Uh, yeah, to be honest. To be more honest, from my bed. Um. So it's like, what else am I going to do besides stick that up there while I'm working mm-hmm. and do some kegels mindlessly Absolutely. and then masturbate after? Because that's just, it kind of leads one right into the other. I feel like that's such a cool practice though. Like I feel like that's multiple ways that you are connecting with that part of your body, which is something mm-hmm. that we don't really do on a normal basis. Because I know even when I masturbate, like I'm not always thinking, how do I connect yeah. with this piece of myself? You know what I mean? And I, I mean, I have like some sex magic practices that I do, but yeah, do. I love mm-hmm. that for you and I'm really excited and it's inspiring me. So you're just really an inspiration <laughs> to the masses. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't claim to be, but <laughs> I'm going to absorb that title from you and put it in my bio. So. I don't claim to be an influencer, but like when I'm influencing everyone in my life, what else would I say? I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> so uh, let's now lead into what else has influenced us in our lives this week. Please take it away. Today, we're on the edge <laughs> of glory. <laughs> I've been nice, practicing that for good. days. Um, we are talking with Lily Lemire about edging. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what that is, it's about getting almost there, but not mm-hmm. all the way there. It's practicing. It's practicing strengthening your orgasm uh, restraint, <laughs> I guess. Control, maybe. Control. There we yeah. go. That's a but then word. getting there at the end of it, if mm-hmm. that's what feels right to you powerful tool apparently i've never used it i never understood it but there are actually a lot of benefits to it and we do want to mention that we talk about seminal retention with lily which is a really interesting topic and she knows a lot about it but we do want to put in a little disclaimer that this is not medical advice so make sure you talk to your doctor if you have any questions about whether something is right for you if you're not sure If it's going to be the best deal, um, this is one option that Lily has found super helpful for her clients. You don't have to do it. You can totally still ejaculate if that's what feels best to you. It's your your body, my baby. (laughs) Your ejaculation. So who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I? I? This is just a cool, interesting thing that if you're looking to spice it up or keep it in, (laughs) you can try. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Well, we're going to let Lily take it away because I feel like we've done an excellent job over here, but (laughs) it's her turn to carry some of this weight. It's on you, Lily. On you. Three, two, one. Um, My name is Lily and I am a certified sexuality coach. So basically what that means is I help people um, work with their sexual energy to overcome any challenges that they're facing in their sex lives that's preventing them from experiencing their greatest pleasure or preventing them from feeling their most sexually confident self. Mm. The work we need in this world. I know, right? How do we have better sex and how are we getting in our own way? I love it. So kind of leads into getting into our own way, (laughs) but on purpose, edging is what we want to talk about. So can you tell us what edging is? Yeah. So edging is basically just a technique that you use to become more in control of your orgasm. 
So it's also um, a really good technique to enhance your stamina and just to overall like increase your sensation of orgasm as well, make it stronger and longer lasting. Okay. So, okay. And so yeah. I've heard, so basically you're stopping yourself mm-hmm. from orgasming. Mm-hmm. Well, and- you're just preventing yourself for a little bit. Okay. okay. Yeah. So can you kind of walk us through an example of like what that could look like? <laughs> Cause I think um, in my head, I'm like, so you just go and then you stop and then how long yeah. do I wait? And yeah. what do yeah. I do in the meantime? Yes. yes, totally. Yeah. It's actually so simple. Like don't overthink it at all. All you have to do, like it's definitely recommended to start off with solo play with your solo masturbation before bringing it to partner. Cause you can do it both ways. Okay. It was recommended to do solo play to get a feel for it, get a feel for your pleasure, get more in tune with your body. Um, so basically it works kind of the same way for both men and women. You just um, start masturbating, stimulating yourself in the way that feels good to you that you're used to doing. Um, and then you, you want to be aware of what's called a pleasure scale, your pleasure scale, so, <laughs> which is just different levels of sensation that lead up to an orgasm. So you're just going to want to, um, like as you feel your arousal building and you feel the tension and and the buildup, then as soon as you reach like a seven or an eight, like you feel like you're going to reach orgasm, but you don't want to go all the way to orgasm yet. That's when you know to stop. So you just stop your stimulation altogether, whether you're using a toy or your hands or whatever, you just like stop touching yourself. And then you just focus on your breath. For like 15 seconds. I like to say 15 seconds because you don't want to go like too long without going back to your simulation in case you want to mm-hmm. lose it all together. So I say like 15 seconds is probably a good amount of time. Um, and breathing just allows you to stay present in your body. And then, you know, you resume. Okay. So you're, you said until you get to a seven or an eight. So that means that you're like working yourself up. So in the beginning, the first edge that you're reaching yeah. isn't like what you're stopping at. Like you, you want to reach your edge multiple times to get the peak experience. Yes. So, so what's great about edging is it's all about the buildup. So you want your buildup to like rise and rise and rise and and build up. So you don't want to just wait until like the last second that you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm going to reach orgasm. I can't stop myself now. So even like seven or eight, if that feels like too high for you or whatever, then start less. I always tell my clients to start slowly and to have, um, don't have like a ridiculous goal for yourself where you're going to like stop your stimulation, like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times. If you can stop at least once or twice, and then just like keep building up the more that you practice this technique, like within your masturbation sessions or, you know, whatever, um, then that's the best way. Because a lot of the time, if you just like start off, like trying to reach, 10 times of, of not stimulating yourself, then, you know, you're just going to get frustrated and you're just going to be like, why am I even doing this? Cause mm-hmm. it's not really going to work out for you. So you're going to want to build up. Yeah. How do you start to understand what your personal pleasure scale is? Cause I'm not sure if I necessarily know what like a seven or an eight is for me. And I'm sure yeah. it's a lot of like solo play, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then just, you're just going to want to the easiest way to say that is you're just going to want to like keep masturbating and like mm-hmm. figure out your different levels of pleasure. Cause like when you start ma- stimulating yourself, like you're aware that it's starting to feel good and then you're aware that it's going to start building and then it's just going to keep building from there. So until you get to a point where you're like, I'm most definitely going to reach orgasm, stop before that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's all about self-control too. Like 
this is a tactic technique (laughs) that like trains you with self-control, which is awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a a big skill. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) How many, it's it's like a simple practice, but it's not necessarily easy, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. How many times can you work up to like stopping and starting again? As many times as you want, honestly. So like I'm doing a bunch I'm studying with like Tantra and Taoism right now. And they say that like these sexual masters say that when you can reach like t- 10 times or so, that's when you reach like transcendence. That's Ooh. when you reach like a level of pleasure and ecstatic orgasm that just like is out of body and like takes you to like, connects with source, like connects with the almighty. Right. Um, but it's all about what finding your sweet spot and like what works for you. And if that means edging two, three times, one time, then, you know, that's perfectly great. And Mm -hmm. you're, you're no matter what you're doing a service to your pleasure by, by doing it. So 10 times. Wow. (laughs) I personally haven't made it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I'll take your word for it. Because reaching that edge, it probably makes it longer every time. Like taking longer to reach an edge. So I feel like that'd be a very long session reaching yeah, it 10 times. It could be, it but could be. you also mentioned getting frustrated and like getting too involved and then it starts to get in your head and frustrated. And I guess I have a question around that too, because I was with a partner who was trying to edge or at least in his head, I didn't really know what edging was. And then it was like, he stopped himself so many times that he got flustered and then got soft and then couldn't continue. And so I'm kind mm-hmm. of wondering if, is that like a con to edging or is that a personal, like in your head type of a thing? Um, I would say it's more so in your head. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That it is necessarily a con because the thing with edging is like, there's no set anything. There's no set rule. There's no set amount of times that you need to go. It's like truly individual to truly like what comes down to what works for you. So your partner might've just like had it in his head that he wanted to have the greatest pleasure possible, the greatest orgasm possible. Or like, I don't know, have, is he like, was he used to doing that with you? He, no, not with me. (laughs) I think he had tried to do it masturbating and I think mm-hmm. with me because he was explaining it after was that it was him trying to last longer right yep and that could be another thing too because when you get put into like your own masturbation routine and then taking it to a partner with partner play it's a whole other ball game with a partner than it is with your own pleasure your own solo play so he he might have been used to doing it and felt really in control of it when he was doing it with his masturbation and then wanted to take it with you as partner. Um, and then it just didn't kind of translate the same way for him. Mm -hmm. So it probably tripped him up and gave him a little bit of performance anxiety stuck in his head that like, Oh, well I, you know, I can last way longer than this when I'm by myself or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, it's just a little different with partner play. And so that's why communication is super important. Always be on the same page with your partner and letting them know, did he let you know that he was edging? Did he let you know that he was going to be stopping and stuff? Cause sometimes I can like really take the moment away. And like, if you don't talk about it beforehand, the first time we had sex, he did not. But then he told me after, cause he didn't finish the first time. And I was like, Oh, like, is there something you like to do differently? Like, how can I help you? He's like, well, I was trying not to come. And I think that's what got me like worked up. So I knew after the first time that that was something he did in his head, but he would never like tell me that he was intentionally trying to do that. 
just mm-hmm. sometimes during our sex sessions. <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't how you say it. Um, he wouldn't finish. And then he would tell me that he was trying to make it last longer. And I'm like, he'll stop. Just like go when you mm-hmm. have to go. <laughs> I'll finish when you have to finish. Cause it was right. getting frustrating for me. So that makes sense that solo and partnered would be two different experiences mm-hmm. for working with edging. Yeah. And, and a whole, a huge draw for edging in the first place, like for men specifically is to enhance their stamina and to eventually, like there's other things to incorporate, but also getting to a point where they can separate their ejaculation from their orgasm, which takes away the refractory period. Um, there are other components to add into that. Um, but yeah, listeners who don't know, could you explain what the refractory period is? Yeah. So the refractory period is only for men, (laughs) only men have it. (laughs) It's the time period where after they ejaculate, it takes them a certain amount of time to be able to have sex again and get a hard on again, or like get an erection again. So it takes a couple of minutes or so after they ejaculate for their body to kind of relax, calm down, and then be able to uh, feel arousal again to go again. I am wondering, because you have started to talk about some of the benefits of edging. And I think, you know, when I told some people that we were going to be doing this episode about edging, they were like, why the fuck would I want to do that? Like, so I'm just preventing my orgasm or like just why? So can you talk about some of more of the benefits of edging? Yeah, truly the biggest benefit to edging, enhancing your overall orgasm and making it longer and stronger, longer lasting and stronger of a sensation. That's a good um, one. Yeah, and, I'll take it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and and it's like I know there's a whole like people people are inherently lazy. I like to I like to say, like you know they are. So like if something's working for them in their sex life, they're not gonna try. There's just like a thing like why practice something if it's already working for me, you know? Mm-hmm. But like what mm-hmm. people don't know is that this really enhances the experience. It really strengthens your orgasm, makes it so much stronger. And for men who suffer from premature ejaculation or they can't last very long, edging is your best ticket to lasting longer. So you're going to have to put a little effort into it. It is a little bit of self-control, but it's really worth it. It's really worth it. The benefits are. And so the stronger orgasm, that's true for vulva owners as well. Like that's across the board. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say, I would say maybe even more so for women. Oh, wow. I don't know. It might be a stretch, but gotcha. I think, uh, yeah, anyone can use a stronger orgasm. So. Yes. And so if you're not experiencing, like you're trying edging, but maybe you're not experiencing a stronger orgasm right away, is that maybe you're not doing edging enough? <laughs> like you need to take it a couple more times. So you said up to 10 would be like transcendence, but does that mean that you should try it like maybe three or four times or up how many times you're edging? Yeah. I would say, because it is a practice. Mm -hmm. So you can immediately feel a more intense orgasm, even within the first time of trying it. But it's also like a muscle you're kind of building. Mm -hmm. So like the more you practice with it and the more you work with it, um, the stronger your orgasm is going to be. And you'll eventually, you know, get to the place that that works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get into some more of like the technical side of things and one of the questions that's really coming up for me is like when you're stopping when you're in that like 15 second period Mm -hmm. you said breathing what kind of breathing are you just doing like deep belly breaths and I guess my question is both solo and then with a partner what are you doing because also I can I don't know yeah I can picture that being a little awkward in some situations 
Count to 15. <laughs> Count to 15. <laughs> Let's pick it back up. Yeah, I love that. Um, so when it comes to solo play for breath, I would say definitely longer ex- uh, inhales and exhales, deep, deep inhales, longer exhales, excuse mm-hmm. me. Because um, if we want to go into like the nervous system a little bit, we have two major functions in our nervous system, um, or it's split up into two different functions, the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for your relaxation and for your body to like calm down and be still and whatnot. And that's in direct correlation to your arousal, your ability to be aroused. And when it comes to your lungs, at the bottom of your lobes of your lungs, the bottom of the lungs is where all the nerves of the parasympathetic nervous system are. So when you take deep inhale breaths, um, it's igniting the parasympathetic nervous system and it's a allowing you to like relax and ignite that arousal your parasympathetic nervous system is in relation to like fight or flight or like it's telling your body that it needs to work and it needs the action it needs to do and so those nerves are on the top of your lungs so if you do like short like (laughs) that's like waking your body up Mm -hmm. um and that's in direct correlation to actually achieving orgasm so when it comes to solo play i would say in between your little breaks of stopping the 15 seconds, do long breaths, like inhale and then exhale slowly um, for 15 seconds. When you're with a partner play, you still can do that. I would say slower breaths is probably breaths is probably better um, with partner play. But if you're feeling like you want to like get going, get going, then like the shorter breaths is going to ignite your nervous system to kind of get it going more um, for you. So That's much. so fun. Yeah. I love the options. <laughs> yeah. I love all the options. Yeah. I know because I was thinking about having sex with someone like with a penis and like the only thing I can think of was to like push back, <laughs> you know, get out, get out, <laughs> pause, and then like work my way back in. So you're saying basically as well that we do need to have these conversations beforehand. Like it needs to be something spoken so that it doesn't throw off. The, the rhythm, the jive. Yeah. If you, um, yeah, if you feel like you want to incorporate edging with partner play, then that's definitely something you should probably talk about before you get into it. Mm-hmm. Not to ruin the mood beforehand, you know, if like you're already like headed there, then you yeah. know, whatever, but it definitely like from a personal experience, I was with a partner who, who just like, did it himself and we didn't talk about it. And like every mm-hmm. time he stopped or like had to whatever, it really took me out of the moment because I didn't know what he was doing. Absolutely. So it just like, it took me out of it. And I vocalized that to him. Like, I'm like, just so you know, every time you stop it, like it really takes me out. And he's like, well, I have to do that in order to last longer. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like perfect. Like right. talk to me about it mm-hmm. first before you do that. Um, exactly. So, With penetrative sex in particular, do you, like, let's say it's a penis and a vagina, do you just leave the penis inside for those 15 seconds? Do you take it out? Like, what's best? That's a good question. (laughs) It's really whatever your preference is, too. Like, if you feel like it feels good by not moving your bodies at all and just being still with him still inside you or whatever then go with that really go with whatever your what feels best for your body um because again there's no rules there's no specific anything when it comes to sexuality like you don't have to do anything for any particular way um but yeah i mean if you want to 
switch positions too that can also enhance the experience because that also naturally like kind of lengthens the stamina as it is Mm -hmm. when you change the position um so yeah it's really it's just really whatever your preference is Mm -hmm. whatever's comfortable for you could you use like maybe this is what you were saying I guess I'm just clarifying then so using that like 15 second period to switch positions Mm. so like you're making it like useful so to speak it's totally. useful either way, but <laughs> useful. The answer, Time yeah, efficient. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's get this done. Let's yeah. get this done. And then yeah, I, it's totally whatever. And then I thought of it also, could you use it as like foreplay? Like let's say you're doing hand stuff or mouth stuff. You're like edging with yes. your partner. So can we talk a little bit yes. about using it I'm outside so of sex? I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Yeah. So sorry to cut you off because nope. – Penetrative sex is like not the only way for you to edge with a partner. Mm -hmm. Edging can literally mean any kind of foreplay activity that you just don't allow each other to reach orgasm. So like you could be making out so passionately and like rubbing each other and whatever feels good to you. You could be like watching a movie or something and then decide to stop and then turn back to your movie or, you know, whatever. It's just whatever kind of stimulation you give each other where there's just kind of intervals of taking little baby breaks. Um, to you know build your arousal in order to have the orgasm later I feel like that'd be a good time to like incorporate teasing too yeah. if you wanted mm-hmm. to make it like a fun sexy thing <laughs> not yeah. that I'm saying I will be doing yeah. that I don't have <laughs> no but that would be really fun because some of the hottest moments is when you're like making out or something but right before you have to go do something Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you stop yourself, but you're both are like, Ugh, I want to keep yeah, going. Try, try like doing that during making dinner together. Like you can make a game out of it where you're like, okay, you're each in charge of whatever portion of the meal and then you're prepping it. But then you could be like making out and touching each other in between prepping or whatever, and then turn back to the food and then have another break and turn back to each other. And then, and then while the food is cooking, you're like, okay, like how much, how much time do we actually have to like touch each other and be sexy before the food has to be done. Mm-hmm. And then you're like kind of aware of the timer too, and make it kind of like a teasy game of like building your arousal. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I want you so bad. I don't even want dinner at this point, you know? And then you yes. stop and you have dinner and then Rush you can like dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. Both hands. <laughs> is that what you like were doing? Cartoon? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you rush to eat food. yeah I'm glad we touched on that as well because you know I feel like we can get really focused on an end goal which is like the orgasm and like that's what you're trying to achieve and that's when you're done you know Mm -hmm. and so it is fun to also touch on how to just tease so that the anticipation is better too and that's edging for me or like with our definitions that can be edging for me too Mm -hmm. yes super fun yes and I try to tell everybody that I know that an orgasm is truly just a bonus of mm-hmm. sex. It's not the goal. You shouldn't have any goals going into sex because then it's not going to be good enough, like the experience you're seeking, you know? So Absolutely. Well, I think even with the story I told earlier, like, and then he didn't finish and I asked him like, what's up? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm still stuck in that, in that feeling and in, in that headspace of like, if they didn't or I didn't finish, then it wasn't a complete, right time mm-hmm. like it was a failed exactly or something. yeah so focusing on the in-between and things like edging really does help just every everything is sex and everything is fun and everything should be fun it doesn't have to mean that you're coming to this like orgasm conclusion what's clicking for me and this might not even come out as like a fully formed thought so my apologies <laughs> but I love how it is both a way to elongate sex and to also like 
you know, help with premature ejaculation that also like has another benefit in the end of like making the orgasm even better because I feel like I don't have a penis. So I'm speaking from maybe my partner's experience. I don't know. (laughs) Just people I've heard, people with penises who have told me. I feel like sometimes like strategies can almost feel a little like demeaning or like take you out of the moment, Mm -hmm. if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And not like, what am I trying? Like put a damper on it. Like, well, I have to figure out a way to last longer. But this, I love that it's like Mm -hmm. you get something even better from it as well. Not only is it helping you in the moment, like last longer, it's also going to give you an even better orgasm at the end. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and with edging, it's like, it's, it's incorporating a disruption Mm -hmm. with your pleasure. You're like disrupting, you're intentionally disrupting your pleasure. So then it's like a muscle you're building and that just allows you to be more present in the moment slash with your body and your own pleasure and allows you to pay attention more to like the buildup of your arousal and your pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good. And it gets you out of a routine. Yeah. To, is, new thing to is edging new? Like how come I haven't heard of it? Like, why is this <laughs> something I feel like I'm still trying to like practice and understand? I've never heard of it really. Yeah. It's probably because our sex education system is such mm. trash. Yeah. Um, but it's been, I would say it's probably been around for as long as people have been probably having sex. Um, <laughs> Damn. That's I, a long time. <laughs> it's probably just a term that's probably new. The technique mm-hmm. is, is so old, thousands of years. Yeah, as old as time. as old as time. Totally. <laughs> Are there more things with edging that we should be, like any techniques that you have in your back pocket that we haven't really touched on? Um, there's not a lot of specific technique when it comes to edging, like for men, let's say for penis owners, um, if you're wanting to really hold off from ejaculating or like even holding off from your pre-cum, that's very natural for, for it to come out, um, in between squeeze the end of your penis, squeeze the glands, the head of the penis to just kind of like hold it. But what they really should be doing is working with their PC muscle yeah, like Kegels mm-hmm. to strengthen that so that they can just squeeze that muscle and not have to um, squeeze the tip of their penis. But anyway, that's just another technique to do for women. It's really just, you know, if you want to use toys or your fingers or whatever um, that feels best to you, there's not necessarily like a lot of techniques uh-huh. incorporated within edging. So it's like, I would say like change up your position, change up your location of where you're masturbating or whatever. Um mm-hmm. And incorporate edging. So, have you heard of? I'm sure you have semen retention. Yes. So that's a newer term to me, and the person that I'm having sex with <laughs> does that to make his orgasm stronger as well. And to me, that doesn't seem right, or that doesn't seem like a tool. But I guess it's kind of like edging. So, could yeah. you explain what that is and how it works? So semen retention, meaning he's not trying to ejaculate. Right. Right. So that is a technique I actually teach a lot of my clients how to separate their ejaculation from orgasm. Okay. Because every time what, what mainstream people don't know, or like the mainstream knowledge of sexual energy is that like every time a man dispenses his ejaculation, there is so much sexual energy within that little tea- tablespoon of ejaculate. Like 
there's so much sperm that's produced in that that they can populate the entire United States, and that is oh a shitload of power <laughs> that they are just Fuck. giving up. They're just letting it go. Yeah. And when they can learn how to retain it and have semen retention and separate the ejaculation from the orgasm, their body's just reabsorbing the seminal fluid and the sperm that they of their ejaculation that they don't give up. And so it just gets cycled, recycled back into their body, which then just adds back to their overall vitality. And what's also interesting to know is that every time a guy ejaculates and gives up that um, sperm, it's actually in direct correlation to the aging process. So they're speeding up their aging, their own aging, because oh. it takes so much of the body to produce it in the first place. It takes such a toll because it's literally pulling from your vital organs and like your other really important functions of your body to produce this every single day. So they're basically just ah, finally a negative for men <laughs> aesthetically. So, finally, yeah, so, with, with um, seminal retention, if they learn to separate the two, then they can still experience like the greatest pleasure possible with their orgasm. They can train themselves to become multi-orgasmic, um, just like women, and um, you know that it essentially eliminates their refractory period, which means they can just continue on their stimulation forever until they want wow. you know so it's cool that your partner is practicing seminal retention because yes his orgasms are going to be stronger for him and longer lasting but he's going he's like basically reversing the aging process for himself he's conserving i don't want to let him know that <laughs> he has too much power now <laughs> you're too powerful too powerful yeah. so obviously i'm sure that's like a big training process and like a a big thing. Like a triathlon. But is there ready. something that if listeners are interested in starting that process that they should start doing? Like, how yes. do you start doing that? Because yeah, this is you... the first time I've ever heard of it. You yeah. didn't even tell me that. Oh, my I, God. I just learned of it. <laughs> I can talk about this all day. This is like my bread and butter. I freaking love this, like, field of sexuality. Um, so, yeah. First steps would be Kegels. Kegels okay. are really, really important. Um so the way to find that is peeing and stopping your pee mid flow. And so once you can do that, you're identifying your PC muscle and then you just do two different kinds of exercises like um, short pulses where you squeeze and then release like rapidly for maybe a rep of like 20 to 30 times. Um, and then you can do another practice of longer holds. So you squeeze that muscle hold for like 10 seconds and then release and then do that up to 15, 20 time, 20 reps. Um, so Kegels are first because if you don't strengthen your pelvic muscle, your pelvic floor, your PC muscle runs your pelvic floor, which is the foundation of your sexual health. Mm -hmm. So if we're not working with our Kegels for men specifically, because they don't, they're not taught to do this. So mm -hmm. how would they know this? Right. If they're not taught to work with their PC muscle, then, um, with age, that's going to start getting funky with their penis like their penis is going to start like functioning not in the way that they want to mm -hmm. um, because just like any other muscle in the body you have to work it out or else it's going to be weak mm -hmm. right. so kegels are first and then I would incorporate edging this is all solo play first okay. um, with your masturbation so that you can get in tune with your body mm -hmm. so I would say um, then incorporate edging and start off slowly one to two times and then build up and then in between the holds of edging you can do kegels that's it actually and mm -hmm. then you just incorporate your breath yeah and then you just practice it mm -hmm. you just practice it um and then yeah. so through that you can kind of 
start feeling the semen <laughs> be different from the orgasm? Is that so that's the goal with seminal retention? Yeah. So the goal is that eventually your PC muscle is going to be so strong that you'll be in control of like not letting it be released at all from your prostate, um, the seminal fluid from your prostate. And I actually want to tell you another thing that's cool. That's part of seminal retention as an alternative thing that you can practice. Have you ever heard of a, of a point in your body called the million dollar point? No. Okay. So, um, (laughs) do you you know what, um, your perineum is or your perineum? Yes. In my butt. No. 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 (laughs) I forget. I love the confidence, but it's not. Did you mean Um, prostate and you also don't have one? Yeah, I know, but I was just trying to identify where is my perineum. Yeah. So to be clear, both men and women do have a a perineum. Perineum is the patch of skin. That's right between your genitals and your anus. I was close. It was just so close. You got the area, (laughs) got the area right. Your enthusiasm Um, made up for anything. I know. Like if I sell it, you'll think I will have a prostate, (laughs) and you'll think she said prostate. That's what I need to sell it. (laughs) Anyways, please continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the million dollar point is the perineum or perineum. I sorry, I don't know which one it is. I don't know either. I've taken so many anatomy classes. Don't ask fucking me. (laughs) I believe it's pronounced prostate. But it's a very um, sensual spot. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of nerves there. But specifically for men, it's called the million dollar point because where it's located, when he feels like he's about to ejaculate, and again, this is a practice, but (laughs) when he feels like he's about to ejaculate, he can take three of his fingers and push up against his perineum, which is going to push up against his prostate and against the urethra, which blocks off the urethra, which means no seminal fluid will be able to leave the prostate to come collect the sperm in the testicles to create the ejaculate. So the sperm is going to stay in the testicles and the seminal fluid is going to stay in the prostate. And it's basically just going to be reabsorbed back into the body, back into his overall, overall vital life energy. Um, and no ejaculation will come out. So this was actually used as like a, a, a a practice of birth control, like back, 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 back in the day Wow. um, to not, yeah, to not release seminal fluid. But again, it's a practice. And if you're going to do it with partner play, you can do that for your partner too. You can be the one who can be like, I'm about to ejaculate and be like, okay. And then you push your fingers. Your perineum. Let me get you a million dollar spot. (laughs) Yeah. So if it's solo play, are they using like a scooping position? Does that make sense? Like go under the testicles? Yeah. That's where the practice comes into play because you have to be really precise with Mm -hmm. like where you actually press. So depending on their angle, yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of like a scoop. So like they'll just push three fingers up against that patch of skin to kind of block off their tubes. I wonder if that's harder if they have really big testicles, you know? Because <laughs> that's a lot to get around. It might be. It might be. I'm so glad it's not taught as a form of birth control. I would not trust a man <laughs> to find that and block it off. Imagine using that as your main source. And then he's like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and it's but just... also with this, like, they still fully can feel their orgasm. So, like, okay. they still can feel their orgasm. It's just they won't ejaculate. 
for some reason in my head, because I'm picturing like a reabsorbing of fluids as like if you were going to throw up and then you didn't let yourself. I'm sorry. This is gross. But like, is there any negative impact of like not ask. letting it out? Mm-hmm. Blue ball is um, what I'm thinking, too. Uh, yeah. In terms of health or like long term term health, no, there isn't, because if anything, it will there's a way for, it can go into your bladder like this, the ejaculation can actually go into their bladder, but mm-hmm. it just, you just pee, they just pee it out. Right. If that's the case, they can get blue balls also if that's, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. But again, blue balls is like not harmful to long-term health at all. And it just takes a couple minutes for it to subside. And honestly, I think men really kind of blow blue balls out of yeah, play it up yeah <laughs> I would love so. to know on like a pain scale what that painful actually is you yeah know what right? I mean? mm-hmm. like I'd I love also to know feel like I also feel like blue balls was kind of like cre- created by men to kind of like make women feel bad mm-hmm. about not getting them the guilting off. thing you know guilting yeah, them shaming them I've been seeing tiktok I love on men it. not trying to put them down but yeah I <laughs> but think you that. know little little weird but whatever (laughs) a little sus little sus (laughs) little sus I have another question that I thought of in relation to all of it I think kind of maybe just the last part um is there does that have any effect on like how often you masturbate like is that a form of edging at all like if you wait weeks uh in between you know what I mean like if you wait longer between pleasure sessions (laughs) pleasure sessions (laughs) I don't know because I wasn't because I guess you're not necessarily orgasming. No, I, I don't yeah. know. That makes yeah. sense. Does that yeah. have any impact? I mean, I think I think it could it could be a form of edging for sure. Because if you're naturally a horny person and you're like purposely not masturbating or releasing to have an orgasm, then you know you are feeling that buildup. Mm-hmm. You are feeling it forever for the next time that you decide to masturbate and release. Um, so I think that definitely can be a form of edging as well. It's kind of whatever. <laughs> you want to yeah no that's yeah. a good I'm glad you brought that up too because that was another thing that the guy I was sleeping with I know I, that's why I brought it up yeah good I was curious about that <laughs> holding out on masturbating <laughs> for me it didn't do much mm-hmm. I was fine yeah <laughs> but the thing, the thing with that though if like it could be edging but it's not going to necessarily help with like stamina for mm-hmm. example because you're just yeah definitely wouldn't help like you're not like building anything you're not like building you're not like practicing it Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so you're not like you're just abstaining you're not strengthening anything for yourself you're kind of just creating a big build-up for a big release and like you could have a stronger orgasm if you do that but it's not really gonna help with you know endurance right That makes sense. I know like when my partner and I, we don't do it. It's not intentional or purposeful. (laughs) But if we go a little while without having sex, when we do, the stamina definitely isn't there. But the orgasms, I would say, are a little Mm. bit more intense. Or maybe we're not as like accustomed to the feeling at that (laughs) point. But yeah, the stamina is not there. Yeah, that makes sense that it wouldn't, that it's, you have to be practicing edging maybe with it Mm -hmm. if you're just trying to abstain from getting there. Mm -hmm. And I would say, it might even have the reverse as well for like level of, of endurance. Like if you're not going to do anything for weeks or so, and then you have an intimate time with your partner, you mm-hmm. might come so fast. You're going to so be ready to go. Fast. <laughs> yeah. So fast. Yeah. 
It feels oh. like more of an emotional thing where you could be like, I'm not going to touch myself until mm-hmm. I see you. And then like, yeah, you are. But <laughs> like maybe you're just kind of like mind messing. Mind messing with mind them. Mind messing. Mind messing. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. Is there any last things that we didn't touch on that you feel like would be important? Or do you feel like we rounded it all up? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good. I've never actually talked about edging this much in depth, so I love it. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Where can our listeners continue to connect with you after the episode? Yeah, so I actually (laughs) just finished a new website, so I'm a little bit, uh, I'm ready. Um, You can reach me at uh, listentolilycoaching.com is my website. You can email me at listentolilycoaching at gmail.com. My Instagram is just Lily Lemire. Um, and then if you're on TikTok, I'm listening to Lily and then the number two. Seminal retention. <laughs> I was just trying to get us laughing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're just getting us going. Just making I'm sure just, to keep the joy alive. I'm just trying to warm up the crowd over here at the yeah. end of this episode. Thank you so <laughs> Thank you so much to Lily for being on the podcast today. And thank you to our listeners for sticking around and sticking up. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other ones, go ahead and send it to someone you love. Just a dear, dear person to your heart and share Mm -hmm. us with them because we are the greatest gift that you could possibly give. And in Mm -hmm. line with that, head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. If this is going to be the episode that gets you to leave a written review, what emoji should they leave? Um, Every time I think of edge, I think of edge of a cliff. So a mountain. (laughs) So one of those mountains. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Do a mountain. I was thinking that too. So Mm -hmm. leave that so we know you're edging with us. Yeah. Why don't you sing them out, Cass? From the edge (laughs) of glory. And it's, oh, oh, I don't know the okay. words. This is upsetting to Lady Gaga and all of us. Oh, that's a Lady so, Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. my God. Let's end this right here. Okay. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.